Rosalind Village has one decent bar. Down the street from the clock tower, overlooking an empty parking lot, is a hotel simply called The Rosalind, where the rooms pack a price, but the liquor is just fine. After a long day of work, I might stop by the hotel bar, and on one night of that kind, I get a few glasses of whiskey before a thought strikes me like lightning. I realize I might have had a breakthrough in the case, so I turned on my microphone, and that goes a little something... something like this. I've got it. Outsiders! It's just a code for... Pardon, no, pardon. I... And he was just leaving me a message? Because it was... It was Alaska. Killed himself. I've got a question. Wait for it. Which way is a men's room? It's still right there. Finn, look where I'm pointing. Look at my finger. I knew that. You see where I'm pointing? I was kidding. Off I go to the bar. Bar. Hey. Basil. Restroom. To the restroom. <laughs> the whiskey's churning in my stomach, and unfortunately, I missed the toilet bowl by a few feet. There I am, rolling up my sleeves on the hotel bar's bathroom floor, wiping up my mess, and in walks the bartender. Shit. Finn, are you doing okay? Uh, Did you pass out? Just cleaning up a mess I made. All right, well, I'm cutting you off for the night. You can head home when you're done. I'm just tipsy. But that is your right as an American. So I'll be true to your decision. Come over to the door. I'm gonna pass you money under that part. God bless America. These are German quarters or something. I collect coins. Viva la France! Okay, it's fine. Take these back and get home safe. I stand in the elevator and watch the numbers change a minute at a time. It's about the slowest elevator I've ever been in. Hey, how's it going? No, you're good. I'm holding the door. There you go. Come on in. Drop this. Oh! Thanks. Somehow, the stranger in the elevator seems familiar. I can really look straight at this person, and I'm fading in and out of consciousness where I stand. But there's something about this stranger, something important I'm forgetting. I stare at the stranger, and the stranger stares back at me. I stare at the stranger. The stranger stares at me. I stare at the stranger. Nah, you get it. What, uh, what, um, why are you looking at me? Are you homeless? What? 
It's the whiskey talking. I don't know what I'm saying. Why, why are you, why do you carry your stuff around on your back? Like a snail. Okay, uh, yes, I am a person without home, but I also don't know you. I was just wondering why you're in a hotel. Okay, well, you know what? Fuck you too, buddy. I was sneaking in to get a shower. Oh, you're just gonna ask a homeless guy, hey, hey, why are you in this beautiful building? You know, because, because F me for wanting a shower, right? You know, because I don't have rights. Well, you know what? I, I guess I don't belong here. I should go suck some other homeless dude's dick That's not in some what alleyway I said. for the impoverished. Sorry, sorry, where nobody sorry. has to see me I'm with the so rich sorry. people I I didn't mean it like that. Oh, That's if not you're what I so said. Sorry, 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 sorry. Then I'm very sympathetic. To the homeless Damage community. No, done, no, 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 buddy. no, no, wait! The elevator door opens. Ah, I know it! It's, it's you! And beneath a gold chandelier reflecting across marble in an all-mirror interior, the lobby attendant stands up at his desk. He looks at us in the elevator, and he runs straight for us. Get out of here! I'm calling the cops! No, 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 I'm not here. Bye! And the stranger closes the elevator doors. Oh my god, what's happening? Okay, sorry, I, I gotta go. Uh, that guy knows I keep using the showers without staying here. I couldn't tell you what crime that is, but mm, you're definitely in trouble. All right, we're going up. What are you doing? There's no exit on the second floor. I'm so very sorry, but I, I need I need to go ahead and get to the second floor so I can I can climb out the window and just pretend I, I was never here. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, no shit. What if he chases you? He won't. I'm a homeless guy on private property. He's calling the cops right now. Are you drunk? Tipsy! Can I help you out? Why? No, I don't know. I guess. Yay! Let's go! Here we go! I've got you. Oh, oh, You're I'm fine. gonna die. I'm basically spying you. Alright. <clears throat> oh. Oh. You're fine, you're fine. And you keep on keeping on. You. You're good now. I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You got a... Oh, man. Yeah. I don't um, want to be presumptuous. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to catch the bus. You dropped this. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. How about, uh... I mean, you know, if you want, I... You want to ride? It, up to you. Have you heard that song? That's like, um, um... <laughs> that one, uh, uh -huh. that, uh, uh, the one that goes like, uh, it's like. <laughs> okay, I, I love the energy. Uh, it's like, but, but your answer to "Do you want like, a ride?" seems to be, "Have you heard of this song I know?" And then you did a really good dead dog impression. Um. <laughs> I think I'm driving you home, my guy. I... I have a feeling like... You're an important person? 
but I don't know why. I feel like I feel like I shouldn't be tipsy for this. For like for like meeting you. You know me? I don't know how. For some reason I feel like I know you from somewhere too. You don't look like any girl I've seen. That would absolutely track, uh, considering I'm not a girl. I've never really thought a girl was pretty. You're drunk, man. I think you're important. I have this feeling that I like I, destinies are inter, you know, intertwined. Yeah, that's it. Intertwined. What? Something I can't remember, but maybe I'm just thinking that because you. You're very pretty. I'm, I'm literally wearing a mask. Uh, you know, my face is not visible. Um, I'm not a girl. Uh, I, I, I don't even look like one. Uh, can, can you stop looking at me? You, you are actually so plastered, dude. I'm, I'm starting to consider dropping you off at the hospital. This? Wait, wait. That was my house. I missed it. Oh, I, I'll look around. Um, thanks for helping me out. Um, I mean, you're you're almost certainly too wasted to remember this conversation. Come morning. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I'm I'm just gonna say it. You shouldn't flirt with me. Because when people flirt with me, I uh, I. Uh, yeah. Uh, you just think I'm a girl, all right? Uh, but, you know, uh, maybe you'll flirt with me, and I'll like it too much. Okay, uh, forget I said that. <laughs> I'm done, uh, you know, I'm j I was just saying words. Forget it, forget about me. All right, I'll forget about you. Night. Uh, sure. Okay, uh, good night. I wake up the next morning with my microphone still on. That was Boo Curtis. As soon as I know his name, the spell is broken. And him and I, Boo Curtis and me, could never really be friends again. Not after we knew who we were. Not after we realized what story we were telling. Because there's no way to unkill Alaska Curtis. Our roles were set in stone the instant the knife broke skin.
looking for you. Oh, that right. Come here, boy. Boo! Where the hell is he? I swear to God, I'm actually getting worried. We've been looking for 30 minutes. It felt like hours. We can take a break. Let's grab some cocoa and have some lunch. Then we'll keep going. I'd like cocoa. So, everybody's got to be wondering, why am I suddenly out in the snow looking for Boo Curtis? A lot has changed in the past few months. For example, Boo Curtis has been put on trial. But let's begin from the middle. We begin with a phone call. Uh, so Boo has been causing issues recently. We've, um, we've decided it would be best for the show if you resolve things on Mike. Are you ready to meet Boo Curtis? Oh, you betcha. Okay, so here's what's happening. Today is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. And today, I'm gonna meet Boo Curtis. We've heard from Bobby, and according to him, Boo's been burning evidence. My job is to stop Boo from sabotaging the investigation, and potentially, if I'm in good mood, I'll get Boo to keep investigating Alaska's death. At least our production company wants me to get him back on the case so he can keep making new episodes. But then again, that is not in my contract. So we'll see. To help me out, I'm also bringing on an expert of Boo Curtis. Guess who? It's Suspect 5, Joe McGarrow. Bro, we can just use our phones. You didn't have to get us walkie-talkies. We don't. We don't have to use walkie-talkies. I thought it'd be cute and fun. Over. A blizzard is sweeping through the island today. But hey, no time like the present. Back when I was in school, I went on a government-sponsored trip to Holland because of a fatal mistype. In a wrong turn, I accidentally ended up in the mountains in an unknown foreign country. So, <laughs> me and my Uber driver ended up backpacking in the MLAs until I fashioned a flare using regulation self-defense gear and a few metal pieces from my dismantled phone. The experience made me who I am. Finding Boo in a snowstorm should be easy money. Just gotta wear enough pants. One. Ow! What's up my freaking toe? At the start of every day, I remind myself that today Break. could be difficult. Today could be trying. And I'm prepared to be scared and overwhelmed. Everything is always worth a try. And a try is worth your confidence. Boo! Boo! Really think you'll be here? Honey, I have no idea. But I sure hope so. There's a little more to this story. Since the last episode to release, Boo got caught up in a criminal court case and suffered jail time only because he couldn't afford bail. That is a completely different issue. And it has to do with Glory Johnson. As recorded in episode eight, Boo found Glory alive in Stumptown. That incriminated Boo when he showed the world that Glory was found and he was claiming some kind of supernatural happening that made him look like a criminal. Unfortunately, Boo might be telling the truth when he says that the supernatural caused Glory's disappearance. I'm getting confident that Glory's soul really left her body behind and that her body really is an empty husk, some kind of zombie walking around without a soul inside. And of course, I have to believe that Glory Johnson was an outsider, whatever that means. 
Maybe Glory was never human in the first place. Boo's had a rough few months. Can you really blame him for causing some trouble now? By the way, what did Boo do? Why is he in trouble? He's been burning evidence, apparently. And he stopped investigating, so the people who work on the podcast are mad at him. Oh. I thought it would have to do with the thing he was arrested for. No. What happened with that again? I am familiar with that story and all, just... Maybe I can know, like, twice. Right. Well... For that, we have audio from Boo's own microphone, provided to me by the Ghost Factory. Praise. Number. Word. Hospitality. Hostel. Cooperative. Suffer. Okay, I'm pulling you out of the, the car, okay, Glory? Right, just, just suffer. help me out if suffer. you can. Suffer. Suffer. Right, there Stay you go. Silent. Glory, are you ready to see your parents again? Nothing. Uh-huh. Who the hell is this person you it, brought it's, into it's my Corey. living room? It's, it's Glory. It's your daughter. This is not my daughter. That is not my daughter. Look, what did you I do just to get her, all right? I'm she's here. She just, she just needs some love from her mom and dad. You have the right to remain silent. Let me say bye to Glory first. She doesn't understand what's going on. Come on. Boo was taken in by Nassau County Police after delivering Glory to her parents. On the 17th of January, Boo was tried for the kidnapping of Glory Johnson. After a month and a half of jail time, Boo was ruled not guilty. The judge was quoted saying, It's unclear to me what actually happened here. But if I understand one thing, it's that Mr. Curtis is not guilty. At the very least, he did not kidnap Miss Johnson. The issue of Mr. Curtis's brother extends outside the bounds of this trial. In regards to that, I hope we won't be seeing you in court again, sir. She also commented on Boo's homelessness, saying, It's a shame what your parents have done to you. Make financial stability your priority. It's hard, but you can't give up on yourself. Gloria has since been staying with her parents. A little birdie tells me that Glory spends hours a day pressing her face to a window. She's been diagnosed with an unspecified neurological disorder. Sometimes she speaks, but her words lack any sense. When she gets her hands on a pen or a pencil, she likes to draw holes. The only thing she seems to understand is burying herself. I don't know what these people think happened to Gloria Johnson. Maybe they just don't want to talk about it. Glory, are you coming to lunch? Kill Alaska. Brutal. Yep. Nice recap, though. Yep. Boo doesn't live by his schedule, so he's not an easy guy to find. But we keep on keeping on. Boo! 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 Boo Curtis! Why are you booing me? <laughs> oh. We're just trying to find Boo Curtis. Is... We've been looking everywhere for him. Oh, my brain is so empty. <laughs> I'm Tyler, the manager slash Boo's spicy hot ex-boyfriend. Oh. His shift ended an hour ago. Does everywhere include St. Francis? Where? The hospital. Boo's is he in the okay? Hospital? Is he okay? He said the blizzard's gonna be bad tonight. Like, bad, bad. 
You know he lives out of his car. Mine's out? When the weather's bad, he stays in the hospital parking garage. He started doing that when his dog almost died last winter. Oh, boo. Joe? Yeah? You're driving. Boo? Boo, are you here? Where is he? We turn on my flashlight. Denver. You know who I am. I figured it out. Hello, Joe. You okay? Boo Curtis is laying on the ground by the wall, covered in a heated blanket, hooked up to a portable battery. Beneath the blanket, two other shapes. A strange little family around Boo Curtis. The light of Joe's flashlight reveals Boo's cute, fluffy white dog who I'm secretly naming Selena. And then a girl, staring at the ceiling. It's... Glory Johnson. That's her? Do her parents know that she's here? No, but... They wouldn't... care... anymore. They pity me. They hate her now. I left a few hair ties. At the bottom of the ocean. Holy shit. Do you need something, detective? Let's go somewhere warmer than this. We're gonna have a conversation. Okay. Joe and I can hippity-hop into your car. I said something funny and charming. Why is no one laughing? Anyway, Boo can drive us. Okay, well, why can't you use your own car? We're out of gas. But that's a lie. Can you imagine? If we took separate cars and he just drove off? Now that I've got my hands on Boo Curtis, I can't let him get away. He's mine now. Well, I can kind of see the road, at least. Boo. Honey, my main man. I have the most garbage immune system. It's a mess, it's a curse. I could unalive any day now. I'm practically getting frostbite just thinking about it. Okay. All that to say, could we just fully crank the heat? It's all the way up right now. Mmm, I see, I see you. Good, great. Who keeps glancing around in slow, easy turns of the head? Every motion is calm and methodical. I can't help feeling like this isn't the usual boo. Like this isn't the man I've heard on our podcast. Hearsay says boo's not great behind the wheel most days. He's the type to make U-turns at stoplights. He drives the wrong way down one-way streets. And Joe says he's driven with two wheels up on the curve and four wheels on the sidewalk. But he seems different from that. Maybe more... Focus today. I look to Joe. She's gripping her knees, anxious, 
Is Boo talking differently from normal? Absolutely. He has been definitely. I guess this is stressful for him. He's not stressed. I'm doubting it's the blizzard. He's kind of dead inside right now. Boo. Detective Denver. Tell me what the hell you're doing. Excuse me? You're excused. Are you burning evidence, Boo? Why are you burning evidence? I see. You're trying to corner me. Well, I'm driving. <laughs> Maybe. But you don't have anything to hide, do you? I don't. I'm comfortable saying I did decide to set a couple things on fire. According to Bobby, it was two pieces of evidence that Boo destroyed. One, an empty box from the scene of the crime. And two, a ripped off piece of clothing. But there could always be more. Apparently Boo made a proper fire pit in the middle of Stumptown, just for burning evidence. Bobby found him warming his hands by the fire and strumming acoustic covers of Radiohead songs. Hey, Boo! Bobby! What are you doing here? I always come here, you silly bean. Right. Yes. So, uh, some kind of a wacky setup you got here, Boo. What you doing? What am I doing here? Uh, I had some bad memories I wanted burnt to a crisp. Logan gave me this thing because he said it might be evidence. Thing in the fire? That's evidence? That's valid. It's the rag Logan used to stop the bleeding when he got shot by the killer. Cool. Uh, hey, yeah, that's cool. I set them on fire because I'm done investigating. I'm not doing it anymore. Joe, I might not have a rear view, but I can still see you when I turn around. I'm just... Don't look so surprised. I've realized that I was in denial and that there's no way for me, a completely average citizen, to figure out who killed Alaska. I never understood what people meant about meditation. I'm seeing things a lot more clearly now. That's mature of you. Meditation's important. Meditation is very important. And I realize that this case is unsolvable. Nobody's that good. So I burned all the evidence I had. Boo. Boo, why do you have to burn anything? Ah, there, there's a reason for that. Um, <clears throat> so, no pun intended, I'm realizing that burning bridges is necessary and healthy. I'm at peak self-awareness right now, but there's always a chance that my self-awareness will deteriorate. I'm Glory. Yes, you are. And if I lose my current state of self-awareness, I might get back on the case. If I damage the evidence, I won't get stuck analyzing it over and over again. So I have to destroy it completely. Hmm. Let me offer you a sense of scale. Smack was an easier addiction to handle than whining about Alaska's death. I'm Glory. Excellent point, Glory. Honey, I'm sensing some spiraling in that beautiful head of yours. Josephine, you are distressed. You are out of it. Tell me what's happening, darling. I appreciate the concern, but my well-being is currently...
proprietary. Yeah, of course. Can I offer you something to drink, Mr. Curtis? I got some Chardonnay for a cute little boozy picnic party with Sam and Cat, and guess what? I never used the backup bottle. All right, I'm just gonna call it here. Hmm? This conversation's done. I'm very comfy talking about this, but I have a right to my privacy. You what? What are we gonna do if I'm not gonna question you? You did question me? Then I answered? Now chill. Don't you care about Alaska's death? Of course I do. So why are you giving up on Alaska? I'm taking a walk. <laughs> no, you're not. There's a fucking blizzard. <laughs> Watch me. It's fucking insane. He's gonna die out there, fucking idiot! You stay here. Sure. How's it going? Glory Johnson? Yeesh. My stomach is too big and it's falling out. Almond butter. Cool. I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> I'm fucking tired of this job! Not gonna lie. Let go oh, of me! Stupid, it's four degrees! The only danger to my life is you! It's you, okay? Whoa. Calm down, or I'm gonna sit on you! I'm calm! Then go drive! If you stop attacking me, fine. I'll drive. That Jesus Christ, Joe. Necessary? Shit. Oh, he's crawling to the front seat. Excuse me. Are you sure you don't want to... Go around? No, it's fine. Just oh, go Oh, I've got your leg. There are too many body parts okay. in my face. You got it? Yeah. You got I'm it? Uh, are you okay? Yeah. That was a lot. Okay, well, uh, a certain Mr. Bobby York texted back. He said he's taking shelter at a bookstore in the village. It's closed, but they're letting him wait for the storm to ease off. There's a bookstore in the village? There's no smart people in Roslyn. Might as well. Nowhere else to go, and it's two minutes away. I'm jealous of astronauts. Our Patreon is... What? Nothing. Visit our Patreon at patreon.com. Alaska. Are you whispering about me? I'm I'm not whispering. I'm not saying anything. Whatever, man. Go listen to our new bonus episode on Patreon Looking... called Even More Haunted. Okay, because no, it's yeah, this this looks and like very a fun. And you'll like it. It only costs five dollars. And that money goes to supporting Okie Alaska and making sure we can keep putting no, out new episodes. Would, would make this powerhouse road. But be there. Or be square. Actually, I actually want to talk talk to you, Joe, about something about Duncan. By the way, the bonus episode is just one thing of the many things on our Patreon. Go listen to our bloopers, our soundtrack, and watch the cast react to episodes on video. Right. It is it is cop imagery. What cast are we talking about? Can someone email me back and tell me what cast means here? I know. I don't want to be anti. I like to know what I'm saying, and obviously we don't have a cast for the show because everything is real. By the way, if you donate ten dollars or more in the month of April, 
You'll get a merch package including loose mug from the cover art. So that's pretty cool, ain't it? Thank you to our patrons for making this show possible. That's Rick Troxel, Gwyn Lespa, Lavender Cozy, and Sarah. Please check out our Patreon.com slash Who Killed Alaska. I don't love firefighters, but I want to be like mad that Duncan had donuts in their name. No, it's cop thinking that you were all going to be super dead and then I'd have to go to your funerals. Sad face. Boo! <laughs> oh, yep. Hugging me. Okay. Pounced you. I pounced on you. You know, Boo, you're looking really snazzy today. Like, especially considering that Glory came back without a soul and then you almost went to prison and... Oh my god, I just I just love you so much. Where's the staff? Did they leave? Oh, they're just organizing stock in the back. This is so cool, my my dudes. I mean, we are snowed in together. Boo, do you want to play some games? Like like tic-tac-toe? I'm heading to the restroom. Oh. Okay. You need a book in the bathroom? Hey, how I use my bathroom time? Not your business. He's gonna be a real pain in the rear today. Gradually, snow encases the bookstore doors. I sit with Bobby and Joe and we make small talk. Boo doesn't come back from the bathroom. After an hour or two, I go to check on him. Boo, are you okay in there? But I don't have the brazenness of a bartender to walk in on a man's toilet experience. That's gross. I leave him be. I realize that he's avoiding me and I let him read alone in the bathroom like some kind of weirdo. I don't judge him for the weirdo behavior, by the way. I'm a weird guy in plenty of ways. Bazinga. Joe paces back and forth calling every family member she has just to check in. Sometimes we tune into the radio through our phones leaning back against the bookshelves and hearing about the weather and me and Bobby hang out. It is a little bit dope. Check. Checkmate. Yep, you win again. Well, look who's back. Boo is alive. Yep, it's what, me. Did you fall in or something, man? <gasps> Welcome back, buddy. It's just not the same without you. Got a stomach ache. I'm just grabbing another book, and then I'm going back in. Uh... Bobby, I can't win this. You're just going to keep beating me. Ah, oh, no, no, no. You're, you're Boo, good. Boo, can you take over for me? The chess. Bobby needs somebody to play against. I'm tired of chess. <sighs> Fine. But I'm not that good at chess anymore. I haven't played in 
five years or something. You're gonna frigging beat me. Like, I can tell already, boo. Alright, go ahead. White, move first. Had a good time in the bathroom? No. What it will take for you to stop burning everything? I'm here to play chess, detective. This investigation is hopeless and someone needs to call it eventually. Hold on, let me stop you. I can tell from the look on your face that you're about to start interrogating me proper. So I think it's my place to say I'm five seconds from not reacting well. So thank you in advance for not pushing Maybe me. Maybe we do need you back on this investigation. I think I have placed my boundaries on that. Thank you for the suggestion. Okay. You have the right. You can decide for yourself. That is definitely correct. Just prove to me that this isn't a phase, and that you're absolutely sure you're done with the investigation. Nice tactic. Scout's honor. And now I believe you. So, what, you want me to prove myself? How would that work? I want to see you investigate one more time. If you believe in quitting that much, then you can start and stop, and then I'll leave you alone. You okay? Then I'll get this out of the way ASAP. Oh. Hey, Bobby, what happened the night Alaska died? Oh. Uh. I don't remember that stuff. I've, I, I've told you that already. Ah. Right. Tell me again what you do remember. Sure. This isn't what I expected. I, I, I'm getting used to telling this part now, so my inner demons, they don't even bother me. I was lying down in the woods when I realized that my hand was gone, and then I started screaming and flapping my bony wrist around. You know, how's that for a wave, huh? I'm Glory. But what happened before that? Don't remember. No cluesies. I hear night is mine. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a good move. Yeah, it's weird. I could have sworn you were walking in the tall grass. Really? Did... Did you see me? No, no you... You told me. Remember? You were, uh, walking around in the tall grass, and that's when you bumped into Alaska. You can take my pond, you know? It, it's open. Sh sure, c can do, and, uh... Oh, I... Uh, I did walk in the tall grass, but that was before my uh, memory blackout. Was it? I think. Was it? I don't know. Potato salad. Pushing Bobby like this isn't gonna work. This is a very dangerous game Boo's playing right now. And I don't mean chess. Unless the pieces are made of wood. And you get splinters. Boo, be careful. What did you say? I said be careful. Hmm. So, Bobby. Huh. Bobby, uh, you were in the tall grass. And then eventually, you were lying down in the woods, and you were hurt. How did you get from the tall grass to the woods? I guess that I walked. Can you remember walking there? This is going too far. At this rate, Boo's gonna change Bobby's memories. Boo. Hmm. Hmm. Sure. Don't ask questions if you're looking for a specific answer. 
Okay. I see. Sure thing, detective. Okay, you know what? I think I remember walking there, yeah. Oh, shoot. Maybe taking that pawn was a bad idea. Then, let's see. Focus on that walk. It was a long walk, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, something something like 15 minutes. Ask him more general questions. You're getting too far into the nitty-gritty. General questions. Bobby, when on your walk did you lose your hand? Jesus. I must have been in the grass. Who were you with? Nobody. Just me. Then who cut off your hand? I don't know. Check. What were you holding when you were on your walk? That's a leading question. Fine. Did you have anything on you? I had a knife. Did it stay in your pocket? Who who touched it? Boo, that's a dangerous question. Thank you for your input. You're going to give him a false memory. Watch out for my bishop. A false memory? Yes, Bobby from the past. A false memory. A false memory is a remembered experience that occurred very differently in reality, or in extreme cases, did not occur at all. If you confuse two memories, you might actually combine them into a new and very deceptive memory. A fake event that seems clear as day. And if you tell a story too many times, you'll eventually generate false memories. Pretend, for example, that the following is a true story. The funniest thing happened. I went to so-and-so's house, and he was watching Frasier, and then he slipped on a slice of pizza and broke his arm. That story might be true the first time, but if you keep telling it over and over, it might end up sounding like this. Oh, I remember that. It was so dumb. I was in so-and-so's garage, and he was talking about cheers. And then he stepped in a bowl of lasagna and somehow broke his arm. Can you imagine? Gee willikers. A false memory is different from lying or forgetting. Every time you tell the story, you might fill in parts you don't remember with partial confidence. What was so-and-so talking about? Oh, yeah! He was talking about Frasia from Cheers! And once you come up with the partial truth, you become confident with it. Once it's said out loud, you're sure that so-and-so was definitely talking about Frasia from Cheers. You believe it very quickly, and then you begin to actually remember the events differently. Memory is not a snapshot. It's plastic. It can change very easily. And in fact, it's not just you that changes your memory. Other people change your memories, too. What sticky substance did so-and-so step in? If it was sticky, it must have been... Lasagna! That is a a little bit of a... exaggeration. But it's close enough. Sometimes, even by accident, other people can get into your head, change your memories, and thereby change how you feel, what you believe, and conjure up claims of crimes that never happened. That is a false memory. Thank you, uh, Joe Magar, for performing that example. Cool stuff. Who touched your knife, Bobby? You don't know what you're doing. You sure? Stop. Hold your bishop. Just like that. Boo goes and touches Bobby's hand. When I'm touching your hand, like <laughs> this, this, is, it, this does it is... remind you of anything? Wait, wait, wait. 
touch your knife, just like this. I'm getting a vision. <laughs> so, uh, My brain is speaking to me. My horoscope this morning and everything else, it's, it's all coming together. I, uh, sure, sure. Okay, uh, so, so what are, what are they... Someone touched my knife with calloused hands. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Then were they Alaska's hands, maybe? Boom! What? Did he? I'm Glory. You know? What? I'm Glory. Boo! We're gonna have a talk. Come on. I said get up! We need to talk. You know what? No. No? No. You're a private investigator, right? Last time I checked, that means you don't have legal power over me. No, thank you. I will not talk to you privately. I'm going to keep having this important conversation with my friend Bobby here. I'm still Glory. Yes, you are. Checkmate. That's it. I got it. Bobby? I, I remember. What do you remember? Alaska took my knife. And he stumbled. You know, he, he moved towards me with it, and and then... Uh, yes? I was so terrified that my hand fell off. What? what? That... That's it. Guys, finally, my hand fell off. I mean, it, it wrinkled up, and it went and... Slipped off of my wrist. Bobby, that didn't happen. I mean, my hand couldn't have been scared of Alaska. No, no, no. It was scared of me. My body didn't want to be the body that killed Alaska, so my hand. Don't say that. It's not true. Yeah, I mean, it must be true because I, I don't lie. We were all poisoned by the air. Like, Don't forget the fireworks. That flash of light poisoned us, and our bodies became separate from our souls. And our muscles, they they fought against us. It It was literal tooth and nail. And when I realized who Alaska was, my hand fell off. So it wouldn't have to be the hand that killed Alaska. This is nothing. That can't mean anything. This can't possibly mean anything. Not every supernatural thing is true. Right? Right? What did you make me do? Hey, I didn't do anything. That was all you. (sighs) I was following your cues. What's happening? I was reading you, Detective Denver. I didn't do this. I was just figuring out what was fucking with you. Guys, I'm fine. See? Smiley face. I'm not gonna be helpful for this. Uh, sorry, Bobby. I, I'm I'm gonna go. Boo! When you make a mess, you gotta clean it up. Boo! Oh, absolutely Joe, not. Joe, stop! Before we chase him, you should probably put on your coat. I'm fine. And catch this. 
What is this? It's a heating pack. Put it in your coat. You'll need it. Do you need me? You can hang out here. No need to get out in the cold. Alrighty. Join us in two weeks on April 28th for Boot Meets Denver Part 2. This episode was made possible by our patrons on Patreon. Rick Troxel, Grinley Spa, Lavender Kazi, and Sarah. If you'd like to do your part and donate to Who Killed Alaska, you can find us at patreon.com slash whokilledalaska. That's also where you can find the new bonus episode, which is episode 8.5. Who Killed Alaska is produced by The Ghost Factory. I am the writer, director, and head of the project. I am Cameron Lebrun, and I'm going to be reading you the credits. This script was edited by Nicholas Harder. The music was done by Thor Spieler, Bella Wynn, and me, Cameron Lebrun. Sound design was done by our amazing sound team, Avery Callahan, Andres Buitrago, Chris Zagorchov, and Jacob Lundy. The sound team was organized by Manis Kunder, and this episode was mixed and mastered by Manis Kunder. The cover art was done by Bella Wynn, Locke Reinhardt, and Dorito Falls. Bobby York is played by Kyle Vincent Parker. Joe Magaro is played by Sally Roberts. Boo Curtis is played by Alex Red. Glory Johnson is played by Lindsay Zana. And Detective Finn Denver is played by the one and only Joseph Katembo. Happy birthday, Joseph. Other voices were done by Nicholas Harder, our editor, Dakota West, and surprise, Sally Roberts. Once again, this episode was possible because of our wonderful Patreon patrons. So thank you to Rick Troxel, Grinley Spa, Lavender Kazi, and Sarah. Join us again in two weeks for Boo Meets Denver Part 2. Mark your calendar for April 28th.